people welcome to people's stories thank you so much for tuning in i'm your host priyanka oja and i hope you enjoy the session so hi everybody uh, today we have in the studio dhruv raj purohit with us uh, thank you so much dhruv for joining my pleasure <laughs> so dhruv is a um, a cardiology fellow in in the us and um, so he is in the medical area and uh, i would definitely love to explore that part of the spectrum because uh, i belong to the engineering uh, part of the spectrum and so totally something different um, so let's get to know about dhruv uh, a little bit more so dhruv where are you from uh, something about yourself anything that you want to share sure uh, first of all thank you for having me on the show um yes yeah, so i'm dhruv rajpreet i'm in the us currently i am in detroit area uh, which is in michigan mm-hmm. and um i'm from uh, rajasthan in india and I've uh-huh. been in the US since uh, 2003. I remember um, till class 10th like t- before mm-hmm. I gave my board exams I wanted to be a doctor. <laughs> and oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh I mean some unfortunate uh incidents happened in class 10th my mom she got like seriously ill and mm-hmm. uh I experienced that whole thing of uh going to the hospital seeing her in the ICU mm-hmm. all that blood etcetera and I don't know that totally it I decided I cannot be <laughs> I cannot oh, that, be a doctor. Kind of turned you away. Yes, it I yeah. could not uh handle that that uh, whole yeah. situation so it was very difficult for me. So I guess for me it was the opposite, you know, in the sense that um when I was, you know, young in India, my uncle who's a only physician in our in our village town, mm-hmm. like you know, um I didn't know enough but you know I would be with him and I would see him taking care of patients and you know it was just the satisfaction that he had and then you know the people how appreciative uh they were you know I think that really clicked that you know this is something I wanted to do with my life you know mm-hmm. it's, it's um it's where you know you can make an impact or you know yeah. uh, do something good and at the same time you know be proud of what you do yeah i know that kind of clicked clicked for me and honestly as i grew older um i realized that you know the only uh field i would succeed in is medicine because i was pretty much terrible at everything else so <laughs> it, okay it, it worked out you know that's for me but i mean you know, i picked medicine I have so much respect for people who are doctors because of course you have again like a very direct impact on what you are doing um with your profession because you are you know directly interacting with people and you know uh mm-hmm. and you can see what kind of impact you are cre- uh, having mm-hmm. over people but then also the kind of pressure you guys um mm-hmm. face it's it's immense because considering the situation right now I'm sure you would you would have things to tell during the covid situation or there are activities which happen and then you, it's just so much more demanding because yeah so i and i completely agree you know uh each day uh you know it's 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 a drain you know um when i work 14 hours and there's you know uh everything goes well then i feel like that was a light day uh, <laughs> oh okay me, i was like that was a good day you know um 
but there are times, you know, there, you know, there, there are multiple, um, you know, times in a week and many times in a month where, you know, um, things happen, um, where, you know, we have to not only take care of one thing at a time, but there's multiple things going at a time because yeah. patients are sick. So you have to make decisions on the fly. Um, you know, you can't pause for 10 minutes and say, you know what, let me mm. think about it. And then I will, you know, come up with a decision because in 10 minutes, you know, patients can die, things can happen. So for me, the reason, you know, uh, for doing this is because at the end of the day, you know, I go home satisfied that, you know, at least I've made an impact in somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. And if that is the case, then, you know, whatever um, time I spent, um, whether it was 16 hours, 18 hours, that that's worth it to me, you know, that at least somebody else, you know, got to go home mm-hmm. to see their family. So I think it's the same for all of us in medicine. Yeah. That, um, you know, we, we find the, the, at least the satisfaction and gratitude and, you know, being able to uh, do something for others by using our knowledge. Um, would you like to share any incident when you felt like very, very happy about, uh, about your profession? Yeah. So this was um, in uh, residency. So after I finished my med school in 2017, I uh, started uh, residency in 2017 as well. So <clears throat> during the third month, you know, I saw a patient in the hospital, um, mm-hmm. who's about, like 50, 53 year old. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was taking care of him and his wife was there. And, you know, um, he was there for, you know, heart failure issues and he had abnormal rhythm. So we mm-hmm. had to shock him. And what I realized was, you know, after talking to them, once he was stable enough after a few days, uh, I said, you know, um, since you don't have a physician and I just started, you know, why don't you uh, come and see me in the office? Mm-hmm. And uh, his wife said, you know, Doc, uh, he really hates physicians. Like he doesn't like going to them. But, you know, he appreciated that, you know, you took uh, care of him for five days and he's willing to give you a try. I said, you know, I would love to. <laughs> and that was my first patient in the clinic. And uh-huh. so that was my first patient that I had from inpatient to outpatient, which I could, uh, you know, see. So I saw him out outpatient and uh, I have been seeing him until I finished residency for three years. And he was very sick. Uh, initially, I would see him every two weeks. Then I started seeing him every month. Mm-hmm. Then we switched to every three months. And okay. uh, his wife would come with him because uh, she was like, he just would not come to the physician's office, so I had to force him. But after a few appointments, he started coming in. He started listening to what I had to say, <laughs> and and I, you know, I he was he was my favorite patient. I still, you know, I'm keep in touch with him. Um, and he said, you know, doc, like I, uh, I didn't, you know, I always thought that, you know, that um, that going to a physician is not, you know, worth my time because, you know. It's like, I'll be fine. But then, you know, I almost died. And then, you know, I appreciated that you took care of me. And that that really hit me hard because he was always, you know, um, following what I had to say, even though he couldn't read. So I had to spend more time with him talking to him about his medications and his health in pretty much the basic terms that I could. Mm 
Uh-huh. And, you know, um, then he had his sister see me as well. And he had um, o- other family members see uh, me because, you know, um, uh, of the impact I had. And mm-hmm. I told him, it's like, you know, I didn't have an impact on you. But in reality, you had an impact on me that, you know, <laughs> taking care of uh, you and, you know, helping you through the situation yeah. has helped me be a better physician. So. Yeah, after when I, when the the last time I saw him, you know, his uh, his wife because of COVID she couldn't come, uh, but she you know she wanted. But yeah, she sent me uh, she sent me a um, uh, a card, you know, which was uh, yeah, it's just, I mean it was very very special that you know I was able to make an impact in somebody's life. Yeah. So these are things that you know at least for me they they mean a lot, and it's mm-hmm. you know, it they make everything worth it whether it's you know we work for two days straight you know all that Mm -hmm. is set aside when you know when I can have you know outcomes like this I can imagine that situation it's like it's so fulfilling uh, in itself Mm -hmm. that all the effort you I mean you can directly see your efforts getting used for somebody's benefit at least so yeah um, yeah of course uh, it, it hit me you know when he said that you know I thought that uh I was going to die after a year, uh, like when he was, you know, 53 and he said, I, I wasn't going to live past 54. And then when I saw him, he was 56 the last time. <laughs> then I was like, come on, like, why would you think that? He said, well, I didn't know any better. <laughs> but was there any time that you got emotional uh, during serving a patient? Like, Okay, so I want to understand this thing. It always comes yeah. to my mind. Doctors are like so yeah. strong in this day. It's like mm-hmm. when you go to them, they seem to be like somebody who is made out, made out of stone. Like they have no emotion at all. So, <laughs> But I'm sure that's you know, not the case. Uh, no, it's not the case. We're human too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing, you know, that I've at least personally uh, understood is that, yeah, we get very emotional, um, you know, uh, but the... The, the difficulty we have is we can't express these emotions because we know, you know, that ex- uh, emotions cloud our judgment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have, you know, on a daily basis, many patients to take care of. And so if I get emotional, then, you know, I don't want that to impact somebody else's care. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times what we do is we we have to go past our emotions and kind of put them aside to do, you know, something for others. And yeah, it eventually it does weigh on you. So, uh, Dhruv, would you like to share any of the any of the failures that you experienced? I've had a lot of failures in life, actually. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, the uh, the biggest, you know, at least uh, for me was, um, you know, I didn't get into med school the first time. Uh-huh. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's a combination of factors, um, you know, my s- exam scores and, uh, you know, not knowing the process enough, not one, not studying enough, okay. not knowing mm-hmm. the process enough and, you know, uh, other things going on at the time. So, yeah, I, uh, I didn't get into school the first time. And I remember, you know, just being completely, you know, blindsided and, 
thinking like, oh my God, you know, I blew my chance and I really don't know what to do with my life anymore. Uh-huh. Um, at, at, yeah, at a point where I thought that, um, you know, like uh, I wasn't um, like good enough to do medicine and I wasn't good enough to do anything else. So, um, yeah, that, that happened, um, uh, I think it was for a few days where I was just completely, you know, lost and shocked. But, you know, what I realized was, you know, with uh, family's help and, you know, uh, understanding, you know, myself and mm -hmm. that, you know, if you want to do it, you know, you have to try again because, you know, people... Mm -hmm. I've tried again, you know, not everyone gets in the first time. So yeah. that's what I did. You know, I was like, okay, you know, I need another chance. And uh, that's what I did. And, you know, I did get into medical school the second time, even though it wasn't um, the easiest, but at least it opened the, the doors for me. And now when I look back uh, at all those things, I think what I learned is that you, you have to persevere and you really need to have an attitude that no matter what, you know, others say or no matter what you yourself think that um, you can't do it or you're not good enough, mm -hmm. like you really have to push through it. You have to find something. You have to kind of envision yourself doing, you know, medicine that, you know, you really are going to push yourself, you know, no matter the cost because... Mm -hmm. That was the, you know, like my only shot and I had to take it all. So yeah. what it takes is, you know, perseverance and, you know, it's just dedication and hard work. You know, you don't have to be like book smart or you don't have to be the smartest person, but you do have to be the hardest worker. So I want to understand from you, uh, uh, what do you think about life in general? Because you are a doctor mm -hmm. and, of course, uh, you have seen much more, at least death, as compared mm -hmm. to a normal human being. So, you know, you just, uh, because you just have that kind of experience. Um, I'm sure you would think in a very different way. Like, how do you, how do you see life and um, happiness in general? Like, what's your perception? I think for me, if I can um, say, you know, something about life in like a short sentence would be that, you know, life is honestly what you make out of it. Um, but, you know, for me, life is, you know, um, living it to the fullest also at the same time, you know, making sure that, you know, you're not only living the life for yourself and, uh, you know, for for your own selfish reasons. Like you need to, you know, have something uh, in life or do something in life that impacts others. And hopefully mm -hmm. that impact is a good way. Mm, okay. And, um, you know, that's that's what I think about it. And, and that, you know, in life you can pretty much do anything you want, but you need to be, you know, dedicated towards and you need to have a, you know, never losing attitude. Um, uh -huh. You know, things are not just, um, you know, made out for, uh, you know, people uh, to pick, you know, like, you know, I can't say this person is made for, you know, medicine or that person is made to be a musician. I mean, sure, mm -hmm. they're prodigies, but, you know, everyone has to work hard to get to that point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and life is basically, you need to, you know, uh, do something where 
you will be happy, you know, deep down, it doesn't matter, you know, what you make or what vacations you go on. At the end of the day, it, it matters, you know, if you're happy and with the work you've done, you know, have you made an impact in somebody's life? And um, I think that's what I think about most in medicine. And what I'm grateful for is that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, this field, you know, gives me the opportunity to give back to people and, you know, make a positive impact in their lives. And, you know, what good, um, you know, uh, is it if I can't do, you know, uh, something for the society or contribute to the society in a positive way, mm -hmm. uh, you know, because, you know, I was saying earlier, life is, you know, not short, but now in this way, you know, life is short. So you need to, <laughs> um, you know, um, yeah. think about, you know, what you want, what you want uh, people to remember you from. That's what I think about life is, you know, that uh, it is, you know, important, but you, you have to think about, you know, what you want to be remembered as and uh -huh. what you want to contribute to you know, society in general. So Dhruv, do you, do you set like, are you the kind of person who sets milestones and define, okay, so what's your biggest dream right now? So um, my biggest dream is the one I'm living right now. Um, I could never imagine uh, myself doing anything else and uh, you know, getting into medical school initially um, when I was, you know, immature uh, was hard enough. And being able to do cardiology was something that I, uh, in medical school, I used to think that, you know, like, uh, you know, how good it, how good would it be to be a cardiologist? Um, but then I used to, you know, shoot down the option like, OK, I can't do this. You know, this is extremely competitive field. And I don't think, you know, I have what it takes um, to be a cardiologist. Uh, and honestly, I didn't think that I was good enough to do it. So when um, that happened, um, you know, sure, I put in all my efforts in residency. And I was like, you know, I will do the same thing. Mm. I'll do everything I can and the leave. Mm. You know, the, the rest, I'll just leave it up to, uh, you know, uh, fate mm -hmm. and uh then I got into, you know, cardiology and a good program. And now, you know, I, uh, I'm, you know, I'm blessed to be doing um, hmm. what I do every day because uh, <laughs> I, th I thought it wasn't possible for me, honestly. So, so it is a dream. And uh, I do set goals. Um, and uh, these are, you know, usually, uh, you know, like milestones that I set for later life. And uh, I, I set them, you know, one at a time. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I've been, you know, trying to fulfill them. And um, currently, you know, I'm halfway uh, <laughs> working my, you know, goal. And, you know, um, I can't wait to, uh, you know, eventually get on the other side that's that that sounds really um i would say peaceful you know <laughs> because it's like uh these days um i think people are just running are just running i don't know what what we are chasing you know everybody wants to get that next get to that next level or get more mm -hmm. money or make that new uh, vacation um, um yeah. but but yeah i mean it's important 
to understand for yourself what is it that gives meaning to your own life in general i mean for you 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 could understand that it was having a direct impact on people and you know that kind of thing for somebody else it could be something else but the whole idea is to identify you know and if you do that it just makes your life so much more easier i would say so um and yeah right now you know everyone's in a sort of a race um you know and mostly it's about money <laughs> but you know eventually i think when you start to understand life and the 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 deeper meaning of it then the the curiosity and the 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 need for money kind of you know uh disappears a little bit and you start to value more things mm-hmm. uh because you know sure you can earn the most money in 10 years but eventually um you know there's there's a limit to you know how much money can do for you yeah yeah you know, no i totally agree if you're chasing money then no amount of money is enough you, know, <laughs> you can people will say oh i'll be absolutely happy 300,000 then then they aren't 300 like you know so then it, it never stops yeah but then how do you maintain that work life balance i mean is there something <laughs> called work life balance in the medical it's uh it's not easy and we definitely can't maintain it like you know other professions can but we try to make the most out of it mm-hmm. uh, and you know uh us as physicians we don't have you know uh time where we spend on uh, ourselves or with mm. family members because yeah. that's just the way of life for us and we've kind of you know accepted it so we try to you know do with whatever you know little time we have and you know complaining about it is not going to you know change mm. you know from my experience i can definitely say that the the joy you get of practicing and uh the satisfaction you get is um it is is you know um it's just amazing you you can't see that anywhere else because you make an impact directly uh in somebody's life yeah and, and you can see it instantaneously you know uh, yes patients are almost on the verge of collapse and you know we take them to the lab we take care of them and then we talk to their family members and you know tell them you know you know hopefully that you know that their loved one survived and then in a few hours we go and talk to the patient and say look you know you were this close yeah. to death but you know um you know uh, now you know you're doing well so you know that's the the greatest satisfaction you can have in life um, yeah. so yeah it it is a tough field but you know uh you you will get um you know used to it um if you enjoy you know being if you enjoy working if you have you know strong work ethic dedication yeah. then you know uh, medicine medicine is a great uh field you know it's it's very rewarding mm-hmm. yeah i mean um uh, there's a reason why doctors are called the second god right so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know about that, you know, like I don't, you know, really put a lot of thought into that or think about it as much. I just, you know, see it as a um like a calling, you know, or a purpose in life. Um, yeah. For me is that, you know, I get to do something that I love, mm-hmm. but at the same time, 
that is impacting people and, you know, making uh, their lives better. Now, I mean, I would want to understand more about the whole process of becoming a doctor. So uh, from from an academic perspective, basically, you did uh, half of your schooling from India and then half of your the rest of your schooling from the US, right? Correct. I did uh, one month of uh, seventh grade in India, then I did (laughs) seventh grade again in the US when I came. Okay, so uh, because you have experienced the academic part um, of India, I mean, you know uh, Mm -hmm. how the academics in India is, and then you also have uh, experience in the US. Do you Mm -hmm. see any similarities or stark differences between the uh, academia or do you think it's the same? Like, um, I think, you know, there are vast differences between both. Um, in terms of, you know, in India, you know, we know there's, you know, it's literally, it's a competition you know, <laughs> where, you know, people are competing for whatever specialty or whatever, you know, career field they want to go into. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, they have to take, you know, like public exams, you know, nationwide exams. And it's it's pretty much based on, you know, where you score is what pretty much decides your destiny. But in the U.S., um, it's different in a sense that, you know, everyone can have, um, you know, the same opportunity. It's basically, um, if you want to do something, you just, you know, have to, um, you know, get get good grades. Um, Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you need some guidance uh, from people who have done it. But you can, you know, switch between careers back and forth. Mm -hmm. And eventually you can, you know, um, pick a career that you really like. Mm -hmm. And uh, how how do you decide, like in the U.S., generally how would how would a student decide as to which area they want to go in? So one could be your your own personal interest because of, you know, some kind of... uh, connection you have with somebody who's already working in that area but otherwise in general um, do you have like counseling I don't know quite yeah so actually that is um, you know the counseling kind of starts in high school mm-hmm. so you know students here in high school they have you know counselors assigned to them and the counselors you know they know the students they talk to the students they look at their grades and you know they they come to a, you know uh, an, an understanding that look you know what do you want to do? And the student, you know, whatever they want to do, like you know, engineering or they want to be a pharmacist or physician. Mm-hmm. And the counselor will, you know, give them options like, you know, we have these colleges in our state. These are other colleges and they require that much GPA or they require you to score that much on the entrance test. OK, so then they'll they'll say like, but before all of that, you know, this these are the colleges that you can get in. Um, based on your grade. So, you know, um, all those things kind of help shape. But when you say that um, they would stumble upon their mm-hmm. area of interest and mm-hmm. they, ex- like, basically, so that would mean that they already have exposure to the other area, like to multiple areas, and then you decide, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, this is something I like. Yeah, so that's, you know, a lot of times it does happen when, you know, uh, people are taking, you know, like um, a science course and then they go see a play or listen to, you know, somebody play music and then that piques their interest and then they, you know, leave everything behind and they focus on music because <laughs> that, you know, it's it's like, you know, some people say like, oh, I, I don't know, I just, yeah. you know, something that, you know, really clicked. So, 
lot of times, you know, um, <laughs> people that you know stumble upon things that they did not know that they liked um, until they experience it. In India, after class tenth, you decide practically you decide your area of uh, yeah professionalism. So whether you take science uh, and whether you take physics, chemistry, or you take biology, or then you go into arts or economics and those kind of things, right? That's how the diversification happens. I mean, I'm just trying to understand how is this? How is the setup like uh, there? So it's actually later in the U.S. because you know everyone here has to do high school. Which uh-huh. is high school is tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. Okay. Um, so you can't pick a career until you've done high school and uh, whichever career you want to go into, whether it's an engineering college or you know uh, a medical school or um, you know like uh, if you want to be an astronaut or mm-hmm. a petrochemical engineer, you have to have a bachelor's degree. You know, you, there's no way for you to go directly into medicine or engineering after finishing high school. Uh, so every student has to finish high school, which includes 12th grade, and everyone is doing the same. Um, and, you know, there's no specified courses for anyone else. Um, ah, okay. And then you pick your major. So that's what uh, happens once you finish high school. Uh-huh. Uh, you pick your major. So for me, I knew I wanted to do medicine. So I picked biology because that made sense with medicine for uh, my colleagues in high school. Um, you know, if you wanted to do engineering, so they picked uh, mechanical engineering. Mm-hmm. Some wanted to do major uh, music. So they picked music as their major. Yeah. And after that, you um, take a major subject and then you do your bachelor's basically. So, um in your junior year, uh, which is your uh, third year of, you know, uh, of your college, you know, you can start uh, studying for uh, the medical exam because by that time you would have taken a lot of the courses that mm-hmm. the medical exam is based on. Okay. Um, like physics, you know, biology, chemistry, all those things. So then you can start preparing for the medical exam, uh, which is, um, you know, pretty much the, the most important thing you need before going into medical school. So you study and prepare for the medical exam uh, test in, in the U.S. It's called the MCAT, the Medical mm-hmm. College Admission Test. Um, okay. And along with that, uh, you know, they want you to have a uh, really good GPA. So they want you to do good in your uh, biology courses or, you know, not just biology, your overall mm-hmm. um, course. And you also need to do extracurricular activities like volunteering um, at, you know, nonprofit organizations or hospital clinics or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in the community. And also you need to uh, work with physicians uh, that can, you know, write your letter of recommendation uh, Mm -hmm. for medical school. So all those things kind of make a packet. Um, and, you know, you present that to the medical school that it's not just based on the medical uh, test score. Mm-hmm. You have to have good, um, you know, like uh, extracurricular activities, whether because the field is, you know, you're giving back to the society, you're working for people and taking care of them. So they want to see that, you know, you do have an interest uh, in mm-hmm. it, you know, mm-hmm. and also they want physicians um, who you work with, you know, mm. uh, 
while you're in college to know that you're professional enough and you're dedicated enough to your field. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they can write your letter of recommendation. Okay. And after this exam, um, the MCAT, basically you get admission into mm-hmm. one of the universities where you do your master's. Yeah. So uh, once you do the MCAT um, and you uh, have all the letter of recommendations, your extracurricular activities, it's basically making your resume, you know, presentable. And you apply for medical school through a, um, it's, it used to be called MCAS, which is a college uh, application services. So they get all your, you know, transcripts from college or high school, things mm-hmm. that you've done. And then you apply through that to all the medical schools in the U.S. And you can apply to as many as you want or as little as you want. Mm -hmm. And those medical schools then screen out your application. And if they like you, they call you for an interview. Then you interview with them Mm -hmm. and you interview with a lot of them. And then they'll Mm -hmm. tell you like, hey, you've been accepted or you're on wait list and if you are accepted, you can stop all your other interviews and you can go to that particular medical school. And once you finish medical school, then you do the same process again. Mm-hmm. With, um, but this time you don't have to take a, uh, a test. Basically, the test is equivalent of your performance in medical school. So then you apply for residencies. And okay. the residency is like a match process where you do the same things again. So yeah, hopefully I'll be able to uh, persuade some people to do medicine because yeah, we definitely need more physicians. Yeah, I mean, people are living longer and they're getting sicker, so we need. Of course. Yes, thank you so much, Drew, for sharing your um, your entire experience. It was wonderful to get to know this area as well, Um, and I hope we. I hope you keep keep the spirit and you keep working with the same kind of dedication. Thank you so much, you guys, for tuning into this podcast, People's Stories. If you are aware of somebody who has inspired you and would want me to share their stories with all of you guys, then please feel free to connect with me. My name is Priyanka Ota and you can find me by the same name on LinkedIn. On Instagram, my account name is People's stories pod i'm going to come with another exciting episode so stay tuned and stay happy stay healthy